Spirit of living God is moving in such a unique way. God is touching your life right now. He is, he is not only reaching into the very aspect of your body, of your mind, he's also reaching into your spirit and bringing a call to you. This is very prophetic right now that I'm, I'm speaking to you. This song was put in the heart of our fine arts department. Not to glorify an individual, but to glorify a group. When heaven dances, when heaven dances. Heaven dances when you are healed. Heaven dances when you walk in health. Heaven dances when you take your call. Heaven dances when God leads you, as Bob LaRiva regarding handkerchiefs. People's lives are changed and transformed because you, the body of Christ, does the work of the ministry. You, the body of Christ, walks in the anointing and the call of God in your life. There is oil. We call for the elders of the church. They anoint with oil. It is not a religious experience, and if it has become a religious experience, that's sin, because it is a powerful thing that God is doing in the body of Christ. You see Bibles laying across here. Men of God who, who came up, and I've asked them to do this, but their spirit began to understand the anointing that that there is in these things. And God is exploding out. And I'm using the terms of exploding and powerful and all that because God is saying something unique to you, the body of Christ. Not to you as an individual, but the body of Christ. And from the body of Christ, as an individual, you become exactly what God's called you to be. You are important in the body of Christ. You no longer feel rejected. You, you no longer are rejected because you are accepted in the body of Christ because of the work of Jesus. You are not unimportant. You are important. There are people that are out there that are sick and they need you to go lay hands on them. As your pastor, I am absolutely overwhelmed with what God is speaking in and through me to you. And I am saying to you, even in the courtyard, when we provide food, we pray over that food. And if we don't, we need to pray again. And we pray over that food that you may be healed. You see, healing doesn't bring glory to you. Healing brings glory to God. Sickness does not bring glory to God. Divine health brings glory to God. So what I'm saying to you right now is be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name and go out of this place with gifts in your hands. Don't go anywhere empty. Everywhere you go, you go with a gift, the gift that God's given you. And you touch lives. You touch lives. Today I'm going to continue in the series on overcoming the lie of sickness. But I want to pray right now. Father, in Jesus' name, 
you have promised me today is there's going to be a removal of past junk that has hindered us from walking in our full anointing. Cancer, arthritis, any name, any blood disease, you have no authority in this place. The presence of God is here. And I demand for healing to rise up in the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you as you are seated. I read this a few years ago. According to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, while both male and female reindeer grow antlers in the summer each year, the only members of the deer family to have, to have female, the only members of the deer family are the cervidae. To have females, they do that also. Male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter, usually late November to mid-December. Female reindeer, however, retain their antlers till after they give birth in the spring. Therefore, according to every historical rendition depicting Santa's reindeer, every single one of them from Rudolph to Blitzen had to be female. <laughs> Matter of fact, we should have known this when they were able to find their way. I resemble that remark. <laughs> Being an overcomer, we are overcomers. If you are sick, my goal today is to teach that your faith will rise to a level of walking in divine health. If you are not sick, my goal is to teach that your faith will rise to a level where God will use you to heal others. Our God heals through the body of Christ. Isaiah 53, verse 3 through 5 says this, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. The scripture speaks of Jesus Christ on the cross, taking our curse and exchanging it to a covenant of blessings. It is sevenfold, and you were given that list. We talked about last week, you were given that list today. In Galatians chapter 3, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The blessing of Abraham, we read in Genesis 24. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Covenant with Abraham means total blessing 
in obedience to God's word. Galatians 3 also tells us Jesus took the curse upon himself. The blood that was shed was for our sin, the stripes taken upon his back for our healing. But here's what we want to talk about today. In our salvation, we become the body of Christ. As individuals joining together as God's family, you are accepted in the body of Christ. You are not rejected. If you are here and you're brand new, you are accepted in the body of Christ. We love you. Our concern is that your salvation takes place by confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. We become white blood cells bringing deliverance to one another. Mark 16 says, And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. We touch each other. The key is that the body of Christ walks in a lifestyle of honor, a lifestyle of serving, a lifestyle of submission, coming under a mission together, serving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The big question that always is there, especially in the world, because they want to point the finger at you, point the finger at me, even our own peers want to point their finger and say, how come... Not everybody is healed. The big question, why isn't everyone healed? Well, I'm glad that we asked that question because I'm going to answer that for you today. My premise in everything that I'm talking to you about today, number one is that, that Jesus Christ took the curse and now we live in a new covenant and that new covenant is the blessings of the Lord. The freedom of walking in the promise of the covenant of Abraham. But my premise is when the body of Christ disconnects, we don't heal ourselves. When the body of Christ disconnects and faith goes out the door because we disconnect with one another, dishonor, unforgiveness, and all these things, what happens is it stills the power of God. The power of God is there, but it stills the power of God and lives are not transformed. We need to come together. How do you come together? By honor, being faithful to one another, being faithful to the things that God has called us to. <clears throat> Again, we have to touch each other. Why isn't everyone healed? In Matthew 12, verse 15, it says, Jesus withdrew from there, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. With the scripture, someone could say, well, Jesus healed them all. How come we do not see that today? <clears throat> Maybe healing's not for today, which is a total lie from the pit of hell. Actually, Jesus did not heal everyone. You find in Mark chapter 6, verse 5 and 6, now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Jesus doesn't heal where there is no faith present. Faith is an ingredient that 
brings the power of healing in our lives. When Jesus went home to Nazareth, he found little or no faith. So many people uh, talk about, <clears throat> about how that, you know, it's the most difficult to minister where you're from. Again, that's a lie from the pit of hell. That's not what that's talking about. That's talking about when he went home, he found no faith. And when there's no faith, then there's no healing. But if his home was full of faith, there would have been all healing. Because the power of God was there. So I want to say to you, stop believing the lie that your home, your family, your kids, your mom, your brother, your sister, it's really hard because they're family. No, it's not. It's where God's called us is to connect to family, number one, connect to the family of, of God, and number two, connect to your family. <clears throat> when Jesus went home to Nazareth, he found little or no faith. That's why he didn't do miracles. Also, Jesus doesn't heal the same way. Remember the old wristbands, WWJD? What would Jesus do? I'm going to tell you what did Jesus do. Some cases, Jesus laid his hands on people, and they were healed. With a centurion, he spoke a word. Scripture, here's the Bible right here. He spoke a word concerning the servant. And the servant was healed. Peter's mother-in-law was sick, and Jesus rebuked a fever. He took authority over something. Jesus cast out demons out of some people. Yep, there are demons, not Hollywood demons, but there are demons. Come on Wednesday night, and I'm teaching you what those are about. And have you have authority. Jesus rubbed mud on a man's eyes that were, were blind, and he was healed. I just want to tell you, go work out for a year before you put mud on someone's eyes. <laughs> Unless you're led of the Lord. You could take a handkerchief, because Valley Community Church believes in this, because Paul did it. You could take a handkerchief that's anointed, laid hands on faith, and take it to someone, they could be healed. But if that becomes a religious thing, that just becomes something, there's a handkerchief from Valley Community, it's not going to have any power because there's no faith. God calls you to this. Anointing with oil. Same thing. He also told a man to dip in a pool. Go swimming. See, there is not a cookie cutter formula. But the main ingredient is faith. God heals individually based on our faith and our circumstances. Now, we know the sevenfold exchange of blessings, and you have the list today again in your hand, but let me show you the six major reasons for sickness. I didn't say why you have sickness. I said there are six major re reasons the Bible tells us about that, that bring sickness in our bodies. First of all, you ready for this? Y'all gonna love me during the holidays. <laughs> Poor diet and lifestyle. Which in turn brings an absence of fasting. Fasting is such a key to your spiritual walk and the anointing that's in your life. We're gonna announce our fasting 
And it's going to take place uh, January 5th, I believe we start. 6th, January 6th, thank you. And we're going to begin our fasting. We're going to show you the Daniel fast. We're going to, you know, and you, you can hear the voice of the Lord and to move into a fasting because there are areas of your life, there are things in your life you need changed. And we can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over expecting a different result. And we need to move into a realm that's powerful. I read an article years back saying that this doctor could predict disease by what we eat. I wonder if there's a French fry disease. The food that God made heals and nourishes. Food that man makes doesn't. Now, let me just say this to you. As we can with this, as we can with oil, as we can with many different things, tools that God gives us, we can become very legalistic. But watch what you put in your mouth. My father died at 43 years of age of diabetes. My grandmother understood something that I'm going to tell you in a little bit. And she took care of it spiritually. And not one person from the time that my father passed away in my bloodline have diabetes. She took care of it. But don't get legalistic in things again, but watch what you put in your mouth. The second major reason for sickness is stress. Stress is the number one reason for doctor office visits today. Scientists will tell you, and the studies will show you. Stress is the number one reason for drug prescription. The largest amount of drugs given is for stress. God gives no grace for stress. God did not create the human body for stress. Stress is something you and I are not supposed to walk with. And y'all looking at me and saying, you're crazy. In this world, there's stress. Yes, there is. But be of good cheer, Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus said this, and for many years, I would say, really, Jesus? Let me read you this scripture. Matthew 11, 29, 30. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Sometimes in life I feel like saying to Jesus, I took your yoke and you're about to kill me. (laughs) Anybody ever feel that? You're doing exactly the Lord's will and it feels like it's just about ready to destroy you? (laughs) You know, sometimes Jesus is just hard to work for. Don't get all religious on me, folks. The reality is sometimes it's hard to work for him because there sometimes there are things that you and I don't want to do and we battle it and we struggle and we begin to have stress. So what am I trying to say? The answer to stress is Sabbath and slow down. I didn't say lazy. I have found the more that I have taken time and obedience to God's word in Sabbath. I mean, if that even means that 
I drop everything and my Sabbath is to go maybe work out or go play golf or, or sit and read or whatever it is. Whatever I'm doing in that, the reality is Sabbath in most cases is coming before the Lord, but your body needs rest. Your body needs something. And when we disobey that, stress begins to take place. And what happens with that stress is that sickness arises in our bodies. Now, this doesn't mean that God won't heal, but Sabbath with prayers and fasting does too. It it does what it's supposed to do. That's God's plan for us to have that. And I have found when I have Sabbath, when I have made sure that I've done that, I have found that I'm able to do even more than I would do if I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Anybody ever see that happen? Anybody ever see a chicken like that? Yeah. Okay. I was a young guy, and a guy brought me out to a farm. He said, I want to show you something. (laughs) Plop. Anyways. You get the picture. How many of you are running around like a chicken with your head cut off? We're talking about reasons for sickness. But Jesus has delivered us from them all. But there's some things we need to do. Genetics or general generational curses is a third one. The reason for genetics or generational curses is because of sin or a polluted bloodline. Deuteronomy 5, verse 7 says, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the father upon, fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations, of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Ever hear of the Kennedy curse? <clears throat> the answer is the bloodline of Abraham. So listen very closely, so closely. Jesus didn't come to just pay for your sin and the curse of sin. Jesus came, listen so closely, to reattach us and our families to a new bloodline, which is the blood covenant of Abraham. So let me say this. Oh, there's healing taking place right now. Let's just stop for a minute. Close your eyes and raise your hand. Thank you, Father, for healing. Thank you, Father, for restoring right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, healing arises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me say this. When I, when I get a, a blood test, it's a Klaus bloodline. But in faith, it's Abraham's bloodline. It's called divine health. But the bottom line, praise God, we celebrate in Christmas, Jesus came as a human being, lived on this earth, and he was crucified. The bottom line now is when Jesus said, it is finished, I have a new covenant in Christ received by faith, and Jesus took this curse. So with that, 
what I can say, I know some of us, it's, it's just it's going to be hard to hear. What, what I can say is this, is that there's no reason for sickness because the curse has been delivered. So if we ever say, well, that's my arthritis or that's, there's no reason, that's not yours. <clears throat> Don't receive it. But our words have said so much. Our words have, our lifestyle, the things that we do, from caffeine to you name it, many different things. People think they have arthritis. A lot of times caffeine causes pain in your body. And, and I'm not trying to be holistic here or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. I, I eat good. Last night I went somewhere, I had a good steak. Amen. I prayed for that cow. Amen. <laughs> that that steak was so good that I, I hope that I get another piece of that cow. Reason number four for sickness. And now let's, let's get down to some basics here. Demonic strongholds are a spirit of infirmity. In Luke 13 it says, Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called, to, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because he was religious, because I put that in there, by the way, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, and he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work, therefore come and, and be healed on them, and not on the Sabbath day. <laughs> Man, where do people get stuff like this? I just, I don't understand. The Lord then answered him and said, hypocrite, thank you, Jesus, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to the water? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, being a daughter of faith, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath? Literally, if the doctor would have looked at her, rightfully he would have said she had osteoporosis. They didn't know what that was. They would have said osteoporosis. Jesus came and saw her recognizing a spirit of infirmity. So the question is, what is a spirit of infirmity? The answer is you are never well, always sick. One thing gets healed, something else comes up. It can come through trauma, come through things in your childhood, whatever it may be. But it is. Now listen very closely. Don't run out of here with the old thought of church. It's a demon spirit, spirit of infirmity. Like fear, it's a demon spirit, and you need to treat fear as such. You can't educate a demon. You can't medicate a demon. The only thing you can do with a demon is to cast it out. Jesus walks up to her, lays hands on her, and says, Woman, you are loosed. The demon flees. Now, let me just tell you, she was a daughter of Abraham, woman of faith, to us, believer. She wasn't possessed. 
But because of the bloodline, because of what went on years back or, or you know, things in her life, this took place, and Jesus recognized it. Sometimes, not all the time, it's a demon. Amen. Let me just tell you, sickness, we, some people can walk out and say, oh, that person's coughing, there's a demon. No. That's why we get so confused, we get so out of whack, and that's why we, we, we basically accept our sickness. Sometimes, not all time, it's a demon. And you know it when it doesn't respond to medication. There are times I will pray for people and they'll tell me a story that medication is not working. Works for other people, doesn't work for me. I know immediately it's a demon spirit and it's a spirit of infirmity and I come against a demon and I cast it out. Amen. See, medicine is good. We have doctors in the house today, this morning. Medicine is good. Medicine is right. Medicine is of God. We don't, as a church, say, don't go to a doctor. We say, go to a doctor. Go. Get treatment. Amen. But in the process, you believe. But there are times, even doctors and how gifted they are, they can't use medicine, even though medicine's created for that. They can't get it done because it is a spirit of infirmity. Cast it out. It's attacking your family. It's attacking what's going on in your family. My grandmother, in her little, by the time she died, was probably four foot 11. She understood that, and she said to me, no one in this family is gonna get that disease. It is ugly, and I hate it. And if you see that little woman, and you go, whoa, what got into you, a demon? No, just kidding. Take care of it, folks. Take care of it. Jesus recognized. See, when we pray for people, we just don't take oil and just slap oil on them and in Jesus' name. No, we need to really be set apart and understand what's going on. Now, there are times that I will come against a demon in a hospital room. Not because a demon is, they're possessed. Not because they're even oppressed. Amen. But let me tell you, 90% of the time, I don't tell them, say, a demon is, then they got stress. Because <laughs> they don't understand. No, I just take care of it. Jesus didn't say, woman, there's a demon. <gasps> In Jesus' name, get the cross out. And... No. He said, woman, you are loosed. Amen. Woman, you are loosed. Why? You are the body of Christ. You have been called to bring healing to people in this world and in this church. When we are honoring and we are loving and we are forgiving, we will see the power of God move in a mighty way. Until my last breath, I will believe that God is a healer 100% of the time. Amen. Fifth reason for sickness, sin or lack of spiritual connection and covering. 
The world has annihilated covering and authority. For decades, many instances, I've had people ask to remove the word submission out of weddings. Covering. There's a reason for coming under a mission. It's not slavery. It's not master-slave. God knows how things work. That's why he told us. In John 5, 5, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? And the guy answered, nah, I don't. No, he didn't say that. The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me in the pool. I have no covering. Whew. Let's just pray right now. There's, God's moving. God's moving. Just close your eyes. Cancer, I come against you in Jesus' name. You have no place in this house. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no covering. I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me, and Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. I love Jesus. He just, you know, tweaks it. The Jews therefore said to him, who was cured, it is a Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then he asked, they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, did not have a covering. For Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Praise God for God's grace, but here's the issue. If you are in rebellion to God, you become vulnerable. This speaks of authority. Authority is a covering. Authority doesn't cramp your style. It's a covering for your life. It is a covering. But my authority is not saved. James 4, 7 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We're speaking of sickness. Why does it say submit to God first? The answer is because when we are in rebellion, we have a, a kindred spirit with the devil. Oops. When we're in rebellion to authority or recovering, we're in a kindred spirit. We're not a spirit with Satan. We're kindred. We're thinking like that. We're thinking like the world. You can't cast the devil off his own property. When you're in rebellion, you are on the devil's property. And it's his property, rebellion and sin and hate and unforgiveness. And when you're in that, you're on his property. You can't cast him out of his own property. Hmm. Now, this is so important. Let me say this to you. Are you still with me? Tell your neighbor, Merry Christmas. <laughs> 
I am giving you the gift of healing. I want you to hear that again. I'm giving you the gift of healing today. In the kingdom of God, you have as much authority as the one you're under. Who? Did you sense Holy Spirit there? Jesus said in John 5, 19, then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Jesus was 100% under the covering of the Father, of Father God. Now, we don't have to be perfect, but let me be uh, very sincere and say this, but we need to repent if we fail. We're not submitted. Luke 6 says this, but love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful, and he is, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Wow. If you want to walk in the flow of God's grace and healing, give grace yourself. Give grace yourself. I've told you, sometimes I just assume slap someone and love them. But I've had to check my own heart. Any of you ever had to check your own heart? Yeah. <laughs> All the time, yeah. Yeah. You check your own heart because you, you know the truth. Give grace. Be under a covering. It is amazing to me how many people will be gracious because they want something. And the moment they realize they can't get something from that person, they don't give a flip nickel for that person. Amen. People will jump from job to job. People will jump from church to church. I love that pastor. Three months later, I don't like that pastor. Amen. And, and, and you, you get in there, I, I love my job. Three months later, I hate my job. Why? We're talking about healing. We're talking about divine health. Amen. Do we all have a battle with that? Yeah, we all do, don't we? The sixth reason for sickness, I'm going to call it unto the glory of God. In John 9, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Some people are sick for no reason. 
but God can't wait to heal them. But the body of Christ needs to get together. Amen. Body of Christ needs to get get together. I'll tell you what, very seldom, and I, you know, I'm you do what God's called you to do. But I feel like I'm doing what God's called me to do. I drive by a lot of lot of uh, homeless people. I minister to some homeless people in Roland Heights. But I drive by a lot of them. But when I drive by them, I give them the word of God. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that demonic spirit that has held you back in that mental illness that has caused you to think, or I come against that, that bloodline that caused you generation after generation to live in poverty. And in Jesus' name, I, I proclaim prosperity over you because you will see Jesus Christ. Now, I don't park my car, stand out, and in Jesus' name, I'm driving by. Sometimes I'm listening to some CCR and I'm driving by in Jesus' name. You see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you we have to get to a place as a church that connects with one another because every one of us are different. We're all gifted. We're all important. We're all accepted by the Lord. And we need to come together. We need to believe and stand in faith and, and, and not run around in these areas. And we're different. We like different music. We like different songs. We like you know, different colors. We like different trees. You know, most of us love this tree. I love that tree. I just love the simplicity of what these ladies did in decoration. And I, you know what? And some of you probably don't like it, think you have to put on ornaments. That's okay. But we need to come together as a body of Christ and begin believing. Some of us get frustrated because we call for the elders. Look at it. It's that same person walking down. I'm just telling you, don't. Because as you are under a covering, you will receive what grace you give will be given back to you. Amen? We love one another. We honor one another. We are encouraged. I'm, I'm sitting down there as Ryan's leading that song and, and the dancers and all the different things. I'm there just biting my tongue because I'm about ready to bawl my eyes out. Because I'm excited someone else is moving in such an anointing. I want to tell you, people were healed today through that song. Amen. And, and some weren't because they didn't like dancing. And we have to get to a place in our life that we are moving and hearing the things of God. There's correction happening today. Let it happen. Because I'm giving you the greatest gift that you'd ever dream of. And that is the gift of divine health. They're sick for no reason. But God can't wait to heal them. That's why we pray for the sick. But let me conclude with this. In Psalm 116, verse 15, it says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. God sees death differently than we do. 
Death is a homecoming for his children. Jesus came as a little baby. And we came as a little baby. He lived on this earth. He was obedient to the very end. He went to the cross. You and I are healed because Jesus went to the cross. Hebrews says that some die early. But praise God for God's grace. They will be in heaven. They confess Jesus Christ as Lord. But some die early because they don't recognize the things that I just taught you. We have to get to a place in all of our lives. And the place is this. Pastor Dan said it, this new level. God's will always is to heal. It's what we think, what we believe or disbelieve. That's the problem. So the question never would be, God, do you heal? The question is, where is my thinking? 7 blessings is in the covenant with Jesus. I'm going to ask that you would stand one more time. We're going to do something as we do every year at the conclusion of the service around Christmas in a moment. Pastor Dan, can you come on up, please? And when I ask this question, he says, no, don't think that God's not saying something. And Pastor Dan, is there anything on your heart, anything the Lord's speaking to you at this time? Okay, sorry, that's good. We covered it, right?